Let's shake it up a little. Welcome to the Salt and Pepper Podcast, adding a little bit of salt and a little bit of spice to make your Tuesday just right. This podcast is here to shake up the way you think about basically everything from health, beauty, entrepreneurship, and whether you're loving the newest trends. These ladies are here to prove that it's always better when salt and pepper come together. So here are your hosts, Lisa and Olivia. Me, 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 me. Me, 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 me. Me, 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 me. Okay, I'm going to keep that all in. Um, hi, Shakers. <laughs> Welcome to the Salt and Pepper Podcast. We're here to shake up your Tuesday. I'm Olivia. And I'm Lisa. And on today's episode, we're talking about friendships. They can suck and they can suck it sometimes. Um, My goodness. So we're... So welcome to the show. Help, help a, we're going to help you navigate while you help us how navigate. Um, my current are obsession. Okay? Are you okay? What just happened? <laughs> my current obsession is um my makeup routine. I feel like I have it down more than ever. Okay. Especially as like fall comes in, yeah. I'm like, figuring out new colors. I've been doing a pastel eyeliner lately. I've noticed that you did. Yeah. And I've gotten a lot of compliments on my like burgundy mascara that I've been doing. That's. It's so funny you always branch out. I'm just like, no change. Always the same. I I don't know if, like, this comes with, like, maybe underlying issues I might have. But I need constant change in my life. Mm -hmm. And I realize that. And, like, I'll want the same dinner all for like three weeks yeah and then I have to dramatically change it and I'm over it Hmm. I can't do like do I have ADHD TikTok has me convinced you always want to assign yourself with something and it's just to know what my issue no there's no I don't think I think in this day and age we're quick to assign issues when everyone's just different and has different preferences and likes different things and you like change. No, I know that there's something wrong with me and I haven't figured it out yet. Like, I'm tired want... all the time. I'm lethargic. Well, you have two I'm kids under the annoyed. age of three. Yeah, I'm also on my period. So. Yeah. I think that there's nothing wrong with you and you just like different things because I'm the opposite. So does that mean there's something wrong with me that I like the no, same thing every time and I don't must, like change? N- no, I think most people don't like change. Every person I know loves change. I get obsessed with things and then all of a sudden I have to change it like 180. Like one day it's all of a sudden I can't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm like so over it. Hmm. I don't know. But I don't think there's anything wrong with you. Oh, but this is a good time because you told me you wanted me to do it to correct you on stuff you say wrong. Oh, great. Okay. It's all of a sudden, not all of the sudden. (laughs) Really? There is a difference? Yeah. I was actually looking it up one time because whenever you would say it, I'm like, it sounds wrong. And I looked it up and it's like a common thing. It's all All, of a sudden. All of a sudden? Yeah, because like grammatically, you can't put like all of a sudden. Mm hmm. Because it's like a sudden thing happened. All of a sudden, this thing happened. Not a, all of do this that. sudden. All right. You told me no, to. No, 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 no. Not that I'm like, I, I'm <laughs> never going to remember that. And yeah. that feels so wrong to me. It does feel. And one of the other things that everyone Wait, sorry, I Sorry. Is that something that a lot of other people mistaken as well? Or is that my You're the first thing? one I've heard do it. But I looked it up and it's a very common thing. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, another one that people do all the time is they add S to the end of anyway. And anyways is not a word. That's what I've heard so many people do. It's always is anyway. Is anyway a word? Yeah. So it's like a transition. Oh. Like, so anyway. But when you add the S anyways. to it, it's just not a word. And do I do that? I don't know if you do that. That's just one I, I hear either. most people do. Oh, okay. And I'm not going to be like, hey, just so you know, there's no S at the end. Of oh my gosh, I would probably anyway. assault someone. Who tried I know to that's do why. That. That's why I politely asked you the other day. I said, do you want me to correct? Oh no, I think that's hilarious. Things that you say. What was the other thing when that you, you said tested me on? Sniffled out. No. Oh, no, oh no. today. Oh, today. I did. So I do this test with Lisa and Arturo because they're both <laughs> both first gen, and I see if I can say weird American phrases, and it was phone it in. So, like, that person just really phoned it in. That's a very weird... That is really weird. Yeah, but that's, like, 
that's one. I say them all the time. So I'll have to like remember and write them down because Arturo always goes, what does that mean? And I'm like, oh, that's really weird. That doesn't make sense. I can usually catch on to things. So I like let it go. But then it would be too late for me to ask like, hey, remember like three sentences ago? Yeah, you like said that what one that thing. <laughs> yeah, there's some really weird American phrases that yeah. don't make sense. So anyway, so... <laughs> Uh, I'm just going to start saying it wrong to make everyone else feel better. Um, well, so, oh, your current obsession is your... My makeup routine. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I did, because I know everyone wanted to hear, I have that story about gorillas. Did you want to hear about it? Last week, I teased that I had a story about gorillas that I would do on next week's oh, okay. episode. So I know everyone's waiting. So I listened to a lot of podcasts about gorillas. <laughs> And a lot of times Do they're you on, actually yeah because a lot of times they're on Doc Shepard's podcast because it's he's Gorilla. like an anthropology major so they have oh, like not, a lot of doctors. not gorillas but um people who study gorillas yes and just about gorillas they talk okay. a lot about gorillas and you know they they have like people that have like lived in the wild like I've always wanted to go find like you know you can go to Uganda and you can like go find the silverback gorillas and you can like go hang out with them they trek and they find them in there because that's amazing you would die no so they take them out and you have like proper ways that you can like because they know the humans because they come out and they see them but you do this whole thing where it's kind of like a safari but you go in their natural habitat and you don't like bother them um this isn't the story about it but one thing that's crazy is whenever you go with a group to a group of gorillas the alpha like the male will always pick the alpha of the group and he will do something to show him that he's really the alpha. And so it's usually the man. They'll either grab you by the backpack and pull you back. They don't hurt you. But what they did to Dax when he was there, because they went on one, the, the, the gorilla looked right at him, walked towards him and just shoulder checked him, just hit him in the shoulder and walked right by him. And that's why it's weird. I'm so fascinated because they're so human-like. So silverback gorillas are like the jock that would yeah. taunt other well, jocks. Well, the alpha of. Because like like male gorillas are really known for like killing females' babies t- because they're worried about them being too big and like taking over the group, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always just thought that was so... It'd be funny to take all of our guy friends out and like see who the true the alpha. alpha. That um, would be funny. Yeah, but one of the podcasts I listened to about it, they did this study Wait, with... Did, did Dax love that he was the alpha? Oh, yeah. Oh, and he gosh, always I would talk like... about <laughs> this being there and, you know, he That's just so loved funny. it. Um, I'm like, I would be the alpha 100%. Um, <laughs> I want to go with a group of girls so that I could be the alpha. We would be like, me, 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 me pick me, 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 hurt me, drag me, drag me. me. <laughs> <laughs> just sounds so weird. Um, they did this. They did this study with gorillas that were in like a habitat. At like a zoo, they were studying them or what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Just being in Uganda in front of these gorillas <laughs> wanting to be the alpha. And we're all like in these kind of cute safari chic outfits, like waiting to get dragged away. I would wear like my puffer so that I look like an alpha. Yeah, I think. I don't know how they can tell because yeah, it's not. They? I think a lot of times is it, it is by size, but um, I don't think always it's by size. So I wonder I don't know. what they can see in us that we wouldn't. Like, maybe, what do they consider? Maybe fear. Confidence. Maybe confidence. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, sorry. So they did this study where they were in a habitat and they were doing all these studies like with gorillas trying to figure out like how they interact with each other. And they taught them like a monetary system. And so they would give them money and then in return they would get a banana. And so they would do this for a long time. So then they started associating if you pay with money, you get a banana. And what they noticed over time was that all of the females (laughs) turned to basically prostitution. They would take people the money. They would have sex and then they would they would like hold on to the money and all of the females did it. That was the first thing that they all decided to do to get more money was to have sex. Isn't that interesting? That's insane. They're literally people. <laughs> um, like that they wow. thought the, that they the thought fact... to do that. Like I know if I do that for him, well, I'll can... get his money. So this is this is where my, my thought process yeah. went. Because I watch Intervention 
is I kind of think, <laughs> sorry, not that all women on intervention, but um, when they were like pressed for money would, would sell themselves um, and or sell their bodies. And so it's kind of interesting how that's like instinctual. And so that makes a lot of sense how that could be like evolutionary or yeah. how that could be like a, I guess, primitive. Is that an incorrect term? No, I think a that's primitive correct. like. Like females know they can use their body to get things, whether yeah. it's money or honestly, like you could even bring it to which this could probably be a whole other podcast. I could be like, you know, when you get pulled over and you kind of you're not flirting, but you're just like you're a girl like you. Oh, can- it's never worked. Oh, I've tried. Trust me. Oh, not flirting, Hi, officer. but just being like a cute girl. Let me reach back to my back and seat like, with oh, a short skirt on. Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sorry, I don't have any clothes on. I just was in a rush out of the house. <laughs> <Just make it. laughs> Sorry, I have no panties on. <laughs> but you know how like like a lot of and men have their own thing. But like women will like, you know, that a lot of times you yeah. can use your looks or you can use the way that you are or as cry. a female. Yeah, you can cry yeah. to get people to do what you want them to do. And I think that's so interesting that that was the first thing. Like, they knew they could get more bananas Mm. if they got enough money Mm -hmm. to do that. And they knew they could get enough money to have sex. Right. So, anyway, I I Mm. think that stuff is so interesting. And I want to go. I want to go see the gorillas so bad. Interesting to think how that factors into relationships. But I'll move on from there. That's my current obsession is learning about gorillas. They're so weird. Yeah. Now I'm fascinated. Yeah. Um. So my silver lining of the week is... To sit down down to the let's silver lining of the week. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, <laughs> as she breaks. And I ate a peanut butter bar, so it just smelled like that. Um Ew, uh... So sorry. I really did not... Um. Anyways... <laughs> Uh, silver lining. So we got a massive, I live in an HOA neighborhood, massive HOA fee for parking in our driveway. Wait, what? Yeah. Why? Um, Because we parked in our driveway. You're not allowed to park in your driveway? No. How can they legitimately tell you that? That's your property. Yeah. So it's a part of the HOA rules. So we thought... Um, when we moved in like three months ago, uh-huh. we we um were doing a lot of work on the house. Our we have a really big um garage, but it was full of just crap that we've ripped out of the house. Yeah. Um and then like boxes from stuff we bought, just everything. So we thought because our property is unique where we're the only driveway that's not visible from the street. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we actually have two driveways. One is visible from the street, and then the other one wraps around our house, and so our backyard is a part of our driveway. Okay. So we don't actually have, like, lawn in our backyard. It goes into our driveway. Mm-hmm. So we would just park in the back. No one from the street could see us. You got in trouble for parking in the back? So... I thought you meant in the front. In the back? So... There's no way they can tell um, you to not do that. There's, like, a real estate company that... Or real estate agents. I don't even know what it is. Um, CPM? Like, what is that? Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, it's a real estate company. Yeah. Yeah. And so they deal with our HOA. So if if they come by... So it's overnight. You can't park there overnight. And if you're parked in your driveway and they see it, they'll take a picture and be like, hey, you got fined for this. Uh, You'll get a warning, but they won't even tell you you'll just get fined it's about curb appeal and but it's behind your house so i'll get to that so in front of your house it's about curb appeal it's about also safety so that people won't try to get into the gated neighborhood and um get into your car and then less burglaries stuff like that and so then um we thought we were fine um because you can't see our cars. You are most of our neighbors can't even see our cars. And so then we get a call and we had a meeting set up with the HOA board and they're like, "So you have a $600 fine." every day for X amount of days. And they didn't just call and tell you so it wouldn't... No. That's so We were sent a warning letter for something entirely different because a construction vehicle 
was parked in our driveway during the day, but it it's like the nose of the car was like out too far. Okay, a construction vehicle. Yeah. And so we're like, okay, that's weird. We didn't have any idea that we were getting fined for parking in the in our driveway behind our house. So someone who saw our house yeah. every morning, because we have the transcripts, <clears throat> would wake up see our cars and call on us yeah. every single day so, so the fines lives. by the time we had to start paying our fines and parked into the garage and we found out about this stuff it was a thousand dollars in fines and everyone on the board except one person told us we should have been forgiven for it yeah and that person was like no you were given a warning letter. You knew you weren't supposed to park in your driveway. Just so rude. So silver lining with all of this. One of my neighbors still really sucks. Everyone else has been so amazing. One of like, we've become really good friends with her. Um, our son's play. It's so sweet. She wrote a letter that all of my neighbors are signing to say like, we can't believe this has happened. It's unbelievable. Uh, you say that you want like young families to live in the neighborhood, but that's not how like they're being treated, like all of this stuff. Because wow. it's a lot of old people that live in the neighborhood. Yeah, they have like nothing better to do with their they lives. They don't. Most of them are retired and they're on an HOA board and going to meetings for fun on a Saturday night at 7 p.m. Like really? So most of the people have been amazing, mm -hmm. except for a good handful. Dang. And so... um we got our find cut in half <laughs> and um the silver lining is like how sweet all of our neighbors have been yeah and, like they're fighting for us that's nice yeah that seems so like um for lack of a better word like anti-american like freedom like what do you mean i can't park <laughs> like i understand the sentiment of like private keeping property. your lawn you know like neighborhoods like that where you yeah. want to keep your lawn so we trimmed, or like yeah. neighborhoods that put lights up every fences. year that's weird yeah um but it's at the same time it's like you paid good money for this home it is your home and not even that you're parked around back like i don't know that's very weird and, and kind of creepy and the fact that it's about like the f it just depends on who you're next to. So it's not CPM yeah. that's that's giving yeah. you the fine. It's the fact that your neighbor told on you mm -hmm. because I'm so sorry, my beautiful black Lexus SUV is so excruciating to look at every single morning. Right. And you have to go out of your way to see it because our trees are so big in our yeah. yard. There's no way they could see it. And so they... Wow. Yeah, so the fact that that's like what people are bothered by when they have nothing better to do with their time is well, or even pretty come, crazy. come to you and just be like, "Hey, these are the rules. I'm your neighbor. I just want to give you a heads up. Like you're not it's supposed all to park like that." Yeah, it's so like, cowardly. It's so weird and creepy. And then it's like, "Ew, so these are the people that are going to tell on you when times get tough." Mm -hmm. That's when you need to freaking find something they're doing. Yeah, I know. There's a part of me that too. <laughs> and then I, I told Zav, I'm like, I've never had to try so hard to uh, abide by the bible and loving my neighbor oh yeah like by literally loving my neighbor through a time like this yeah that's and i know really, who did it really really weird so wow yep no thanks Great times. egg their house oops <laughs> oopsie <laughs> oopsie i'm so sorry um so my silver lining is i made it to the wedding i had to film on Tuesday I have had like I think I need to I think that I need to get um like an allergy test I I'm oh, very hmm. very sensitive to food and it's getting to the point where pretty much almost everything makes me not feel good and I know it and I still will eat it because like I want to live like let me live I've been allergic to dairy my whole life. I'm used to it. I can have some. It's not a big deal. I don't care. But with like like anything, like anything that's remotely kind of bad, fried food, it's just like I am down. What like, kind of life I, is that? I don't know because I love like Wendy's and Taco Bell, you know? <laughs> so Rough. I... Yeah, I think that I'm becoming more sensitive and it's getting to the point too where Arturo is kind of like, you're sick 
all the time. And it's not like I'm sick, sick, but it's almost just like, I don't feel good. Like, oh, my stomach hurts. And I can imagine you hear someone say that every day. It's just kind of like, you need to figure out what this is. I have IBS. That's my life. Yeah. (laughs) And then part of me is just like, there are things that are worth it that I know I'm not going to feel great and I will eat it. But then... So what happened? Yeah. So the day before I... I actually don't even know if it was food. I had a little bit of ice cream, which is usually fine because the ice cream here is like so full of like preservatives and stuff. It's not like, mm. like I had ice cream in Germany. Yum, yum, yum. Oh my gosh. I was down. down. Yeah. Um, but I can usually have a little bit here. Like I'll have a small amount or whatever. I don't really love ice cream anyway, but we had it. And then. You and Kelsey both. I like Ew. soft serve only. I don't like from the carton at all. Like I would rather just oh my not gosh, eat Kelsey anything. Kelsey has crazy stuff to dairy too you guys are actually twins that's so weird that is so weird yeah fight 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 fight. (laughs) so dumb you're like making us be like compete with each other uh you're the one who's getting competitive i'm older (laughs) um yeah so i had a little ice cream and it, it i don't know if that was what it was but we had had like more we had had some like more serious conversations and I had kind of gotten upset and I got a migraine. And usually when I get a migraine, I get really nauseous, but I had not finished editing the podcast and I knew we had to be up then I had to be up the next morning at like seven. And I knew I had to finish graphics because we were going to be driving to the, the coast. And so I was just laying in bed and I had like this blaring migraine and I started to get nauseous and I was like okay I have to finish these things so I finally finished and I was like I'll feel better because you know sometimes when you're sick you sleep and then yeah like you're better the next day unless you're like sick sick and I woke up at like four because I had to go pee and I was like I was still nauseous and I knew I had to be up in three hours and I was like I know I'm gonna be nauseous when I wake up and so I woke up and I was like no it's gonna be fine so I showered and it was literally like I was doing my makeup I had to sit on the ground and lay down in between each thing I was trying to do because I was so I had chills all over my body I was so nauseous I had such a migraine this happens all the time like with food I literally get chills all over my body and then I it feels just like something is in my stomach that wants to come out and this happens all the time all the time like what's all the time like pretty much whenever I eat anything that's not healthy for the most part the only thing that doesn't do it is in and out but I think it's fresh I think if it's anything that's just like sitting around sitting around fried not good for you yeah in and out really doesn't bother me which is weird anyway I don't know if it was food I think it could have been the migraine and then Arturo was coming we were already 45 minutes past when we needed to leave and I'm just laid on the bed curled up in the fetal position and he's like grabbing the equipment he's like you can't go and I just like ran to the bathroom and threw up and I've never had this happen immediate relief felt so much I still had a headache and then I had coffee and I felt better and I would just yeah immediately felt better and I was fine so your stomach was literally like just get this out of me yeah um I'm I'm really curious now maybe look up what in and out like um I almost said boil um the oils deep deep fry their their fry their food fresh though because they're cutting the potatoes right there the food isn't frozen you see the fresh produce come in yeah but then when I go other places like I've even thought about this like when we go on trips and we'll have like food you want to just splurge on and I will just feel so bad food you you want to splurge on like what like bad food like just like fried food or like things like if I have like fried fish or like coconut shrimp like things that I really enjoy to eat I'm so sick it's like not worth it to eat it I'm curious if that's why you stick to such... It is. Yeah. Yeah, because, because there's I like fear out of yes. going outside. Well, yeah. then that's... Okay, then just going back to the old thing, that definitely doesn't make you weird. That's so normal. Yeah. I'm just more like, if I have a wrap, I know I'm going to feel good. And if I have these things for dinner, mm-hmm. I know I'm going to feel better. Mm-hmm. Like when I choose to have like fish and veggies or like rice, I feel like I could run a marathon. And when mm-hmm. I have other food, it's just like my body I don't know if it's because I eat healthy a lot so when I eat really bad but I don't really eat that healthy that's the thing have you looked into blood type diet I have because your mom has some dietary stuff too yeah. right do yeah. you know if the blood type what's your blood type do you know yeah it's O negative okay it's like a more rare mm-hmm. one um yeah I don't know and I also know red meat that I love that's it doesn't make me feel good all white meat always makes me feel better and it gets to a point now where I can look at the food and I know if it's going to make my stomach hurt maybe it's a a a fat thing like fats. yeah anything that's deep fried and fatty 
It's instant. Like I can see someone eating but it and almost feel fish? nauseous. No. You can't do fatty fish. Oh, no. Sorry. I thought you said fried. I don't know. What's like a fatty fish? I mean, I think salmon's I don't really eat salmon. Fatty. Um, I eat a lot of tilapia. Uh-huh. Okay. Mm. So like generally white fish. Yeah. I don't like think those are like too. super. Mm-hmm. I could totally be wrong, but that yeah. might be it. Uh, maybe it's fat content maybe that would make a lot of sense maybe it's oils too oils Mm -hmm. yeah i guess yeah anyway that's long and drawn out but i just like need to figure out and i think i just have to be more stern with my elimination diet yeah and just be like i I can't do do this stuff because i generally i knew so how i found out like what my ibs stuff was is i had one doctor who was like have you looked into fodmap and this was before anyone there was no information online about FODMAP. I don't even know what that is. And so it's it's certain um, sugars oh. that you have to look for. So like I can't do fake sugars. Oh, interesting. Um, so like xylitol and stuff oh. like that. Uh, didn't you do monk fruit the other day? That's, that's not that's fake not though. Fake. It's like from. Oh, you mean like stevia? Can't do stevia. Stevia is nasty. All of anyway. that kind of stuff. Splenda. It like hurts my stomach. Um, and then like certain sugars and fruits. So like watermelon, mm. I'm not supposed to have because it's inflammatory. So mm. it's like inflammatory foods. And so there's some things I can do, um, that are FODMAP, um, and some things that I can't, like I'm supposed to be able to have quinoa. I can't do quinoa. Hmm. I can't do, you know, kale. Yeah. Kale's supposed to be super good for me. And it's like, like I'm absolute it's not it's like i'm absolutely constipated and then i like diarrhea probably for the next three days and i like need to throw up it's like Mm. a pit in my stomach Mm -hmm. awful and so i do not i can't do raw a lot of raw foods Mm -hmm. so if kale's like extremely wilted and boiled down in like a soup or something toscana i can do that um, and then what's my other food? I can't really do asparagus unless it's like the head. So it sounds like things with a lot of like. I can't do fiber. Yeah, like that's what I would say. Fibery. A lot of things with like fiber or like stuff in like vegetables with a lot of and like texture to them. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's why I have such a high carb diet is because it's. That's just good. Yeah. So easy for me. Yeah. Yeah. I think honestly, like generally for me, it's. Um, Anything that's healthy, I feel good. Like, like the white, of me. white bread, feel mm-hmm. like there's something in the pit of my stomach. Like, usually when we'll have, like, chicken nuggets or something. Because I would prefer to eat, like, a four-year-old. Like, I, I love do. that. Yeah. But I will, like, want to go on a walk after. And I'll just be like, this is Ooh, so good. This is yeah. amazing. I just feel like I need to walk this off. And it's always, like, I need to get this out, whatever this is. And it's just, like... It hasn't been very fun because it's kind of just like I'm always complaining about not feeling good. Yeah, same. Yeah. I had a Hot Pocket and Pop-Tarts last night. Oh. Um, okay, anyway, wow, that, that was, was so fun. Long. My silver lining is I got to, I puked and rallied. <laughs> I never was able to Can't do that in my that. party life because I didn't have one, but I did it. <laughs> yeah, me neither, and I did. Did you know by subscribing to our podcast, you will get immediate access to our episodes every Tuesday? It'll give you a notification, so you don't even have to think about it. You can turn on these notifications on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. While you are at it, rating and reviewing the show takes less than a few seconds. It bumps us up on iTunes and gives us a shot to grow our community. It means the world, and we read every single review. If you're listening to the show and you love hearing our voices every single week, we would love to hear what you think. Whether it's your favorite episode, what you want to hear from us or maybe some stuff we need to work on we are super open to it and we would just love to hear what you guys have to say and while you're at it dm us hang out with us on instagram and join our secret facebook group the salt and pepper podcast insiders we love to talk to you guys we love to hear your thoughts and honestly we love to see it when you share our episodes thanks so much and let's get back to the show um okay so today's episode just comes from like you guys Friendships are so hard, and I think I'm just realizing, um, so I have this fantasy of not having that many friends, and um, you're super close to them, and then I realized I don't have that many friends, and I, I am pretty close to them. And then it was this harsh reality of like, wait, this is actually like 
I actually don't have that many people to turn to, I realized. Mm. Not in a bad way, Mm -hmm. but like I just don't have that many super close friends. And it's something I've always wanted. Hmm. And then when it happens, it freaks me out because then I, I'm, again, just hit with the reality of like, I'm way closer with these people than I realized I am. And then there were people that I realized I thought they were my close friends, but they actually aren't. Mm. And so then it, it made my circle of friends that much smaller in an instant. And on the verge of starting my period, I started you weeping. You had an existential crisis I, the last two days. So I, I uh, we use like audio messaging app called Voxer. And um, I Voxered her like a good 10, you 15 minutes. You Voxered me more about life things in two days than you have in months. And I was, yeah, I was literally I like, do. do you need a hug? And that's how I know I'm starting my period or I'm pregnant. And I'm so glad I started my period. you're talking to me more. You're like, I know I'm hormonal when I'm talking to Olivia a lot. And so that's the thing. And, and it was, honestly, I, I have like trust issues. I have a lot of like weird, um, I have a hard time with like girl friendships mm-hmm. and relationships. And so it's actually like scary for me to like admit like how close I am with a girl mm-hmm. because like that's that just hits on a lot of like past things in my life. Yeah. Um and so in a in a weird way it's like traumatizing and it's like, wait, but they're my friends, so that's okay. And So I've been having this moment of I'm like, I'm in and in between. I'm in my late 20s. I'm in my late 20s. No, you're not. No, we're not. Oh, my gosh. We're in our early 20s. We're in our early 20s. Shut up, shut up, shut up. I can't believe I'm in my late 20s. I'm almost 28. I've been 28 for this whole year. That's crazy. Um, Dude, 29? I don't even. I'm having some sort of ex- existential exponential existential 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 yeah it's a weird word crisis you're having like a mid like a quarter life crisis nearly yeah i had it two years late yeah well i mean most people don't live till 100 so I was in postpartum depression, so I was I was dealing with other things, and then I got pregnant, and then now I'm finally dealing with it. It's Your caught 20s up to have me. Been so different than my twenties. <laughs> <laughs> and I've realized, um, and I see this in a lot of women. There's this point in your early 20s, you're in college, you have so many friends, you still have your high school friends. I mean, that's when I got married, and to look back on all the people that I had as my bridesmaids is actually kind of weird to me now. I'm like, I I don't even know if I would have bridesmaids. And if I did, it would just be my sisters or something. Yeah. Because I've noticed how quickly you can go through friendships, how, how the turnaround is, Uh trust issues. And then I feel like I see this jump from like early 20s, you have tons of friends and then you're in your 30s and you have two best friends. You have two friends generally mm-hmm. and then you have your family mm-hmm. or work. Um, you said that for <laughs> One me. or two. You're like your Not family for you. or, or work. You have your work. <laughs> no, actually, I'm just thinking of like people in, in general. And I'm now seeing that middle part of I I think it's actually hard to see in other people but they're figuring out like well who are my friends and who am I hanging out with and they're they're going back and forth and figuring out am I an introvert now am I an extrovert like do I care about these friendships I'm having these weird like drama things because these girls are still pretending like they're teenagers but they're in their late 20s um type of drama and so I've realized I have friends that I've held on to for years and I don't know if they're actually my friends because I never talked to them. Mm -hmm. So are they my friends? Mm -hmm. And then I have friends who I'm pretty close with and then one of them leaves Mm -hmm. and I realize, oh, I'm actually not really close with the rest of them. Yeah. I was actually just way closer with that one. Yeah. And so I'm... I'm in this point of like, am I okay with that? Mm -hmm. Do I just 
deal with it as it comes? Do I have conversations like, are we actually friends anymore? Mm. Is that something they bring up? How do I figure that out? And I think you have a lot of experience in this. So can you, do you have any anecdotes? Mm, you know, I think I don't know what anecdote means. <laughs> um, I think I do. Yeah, I was like, can we look it up? Because I'm like, I think I know what it is, but anecdote I, is I thought it was like, like, a, like, a, like a story about something. No, I oh. think anecdote is like the, because I want to guess before I look it up. Anecdote is like... Uh, when you think of an anecdote as like a drug, it's like the um, like experience. No, okay, look it up. It's what what will help. Oh, like an antidote. Those are different. That's what I'm thinking. I think that's what I'm thinking about. An- yeah, anecdote is a short amusing or interesting story about a real incident or person yeah that's what i thought it was like a story an antidote is something different that's a medicine taken or given to counteract a particular poison so like if you're bit by a snake you have an antidote for it but an anecdote is a story that's why i was always like i I hate being a first generation american i get the crap side of everything i'm not i'm not fully fluent in Romanian and Mm -hmm. I'm I don't think I'm fully fluent in English either (laughs) (laughs) true but you have culture though I don't have culture I have pot roast yeah and people tell me I don't because I'm just a white American so what culture do I really have yikes we're getting into something else so do you want me to give you an antidote or an anecdote I don't know what would (laughs) do you want which one interesting story or (laughs) Or, uh, I think it's something to help your poison I guess yes um, well, to be really honest, I was kind of surprised when you voxered me about that because my, all of my, you know how all friendships are very different and you have very different friendships, but you act very different with people, whatever. Um, and with you, I've always just kind of gotten the vibe of like, you're very independent. You don't really want, like, I don't need to talk to you every single day, all day. We catch up a lot when I see you, but it's not like let's just talk about random stuff like that's not really the vibe so I've always kind of just been like I give you your space because I know you want your space and that's totally fine that is actually (laughs) so interesting because I don't know any of this about myself oh yeah like I and I think I've gotten that vibe from past conversations of like maybe you feeling more pressure to be like a better friend or like pressured to like be certain types of things with Mm, people mm -hmm. so when I heard those things I was like she kind of needs like this is on her pace and her I'm not terms. dating you. You're not dating yeah. me. So I'm not going to just be like, hi, how are you? Let's talk. And I have other friends where I'm like, hello, what are you doing? You mm-hmm. know, and like those are just different friendships and they're great in their own ways. Uh-huh. So when you message me, like, I think I need friend time. If a friend called me mm-hmm. just to call me, I would be like, what's happening? Like, what's, what's yeah. wrong? Yeah. And that's. That's yeah, so that's not. Yeah, like with Kenzie, uh-huh. she'll just call me on her way home from work and we'll chat for like an hour and a half. And just, which she lives in Ohio. So, like, I want to catch up, but it'll be like, how's your doctor's appointments? How's the baby? Like, what are you doing? And we'll, she'll just be on speaker or FaceTime and I'm just working while we're talking. Uh, so, my, I have a friend, mm-hmm. Jenny, mm-hmm. who. Let's call her Jenny. <laughs> let's call her Jenny, yeah. for instance. Um, just. Uh, ripping a name from the air. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen her in years. And I realized this is where it came from. I realized the other day I haven't talked to her in a very long time. I think so. I think there is. So like, yeah, if I break it down, I have friends where it's very just like safe. Like I see them. We hang out. We don't. We talk. We don't. It's whatever. It's fun. I send them cat photos. It is what it is. And then I have obviously our friendship is different, too, because we work together. So a lot Mm -hmm. of times it's like, hey, work talk, friend talk. I know I'm already going to see you a couple times a week, but Mm -hmm. I, I am curious of what our relationship would be like if that wasn't put in place. That would be very interesting. Uh, Well, it was, I guess, like the first part of our relationship we weren't as close then yeah I can't remember what that was just would kind of talk randomly I would we would have coffee sometimes I Mm -hmm. would come over sometimes you know and then I have yeah like my friend Kenzie I I mean she doesn't live here so I want to catch up but then I have my friend Kate and we'll FaceTime while I'm doing my makeup and we'll talk about everything sometimes we'll talk for four or five hours and we'll talk about friend stuff and then we'll talk a lot about work stuff and I'll be working while we're talking so if she lived here 
Yeah. Do you think you guys would like be hanging out? We probably and... would just work together all the time. And then we huh. would probably take breaks and like just talk. Oh, that makes and me stuff very like jealous. That. Why? I don't want her to live here. Oh, <laughs> well, but see, that's the thing is there's just different types of people. And so I know that you have like uh-huh. things in the past with girls and like friendships and stuff like that. Yeah. And I've always known I, I never want you to feel pressure mm-hmm. to be a certain way. So I'm like, you do you. I'll do me when you talk. I'll be there. I'm fine with whatever it is. So anyway, when you had messaged me, I was just like, oh, like, I wonder what's going on Mm -hmm. with and that all makes a lot of sense because I do have a really big history with so you know we're talking about Jenny if you will and I have other friends who let's say for example Chelsea who she is that but we do talk all the time I've known her since I was in seventh grade Mm -hmm. we talk all the time like we are I would say we're almost more sisters. And I have sisters. a friend like that. Yes. I would say we're more sisters. We have like those times where we maybe like have little tiffs or whatever, but then we like love each other and it's like that deep down foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have friends where even more recently in the past couple years, I've literally, it's almost like kind of figure or like metaphorically in my head have put them on a ship and like pushed them out to sea mm-hmm. and just been like, you aren't my friend. You you don't really care. You kind of maybe only talk when you're going through stuff, but I haven't talked to you in years. And like, how is that a friend? And this has stemmed from Arturo and I talking about like who we would invite to a small wedding Mm -hmm. and then being like, who has legitimately been there for us as people, Mm -hmm. not even just in our relationship, but like been there and invested in our lives. Mm -hmm. And there was a lot of people that I was like, I wouldn't care if they were there. Mm -hmm. And that's like a weird realization. But it's also, I think, good to know it's okay if you have those people that you actually love deep down, but they're probably not really your friends if you don't talk, but like you would be there for them, you know? So what do you do with that? You either are okay with losing that or Mm. you push harder if you want it. And you say, I want this friendship. I'm going to be very intentional. We're going to talk once a month. Mm -hmm. I'm going to try and come see you. You know, that's what I do with Kenzie. Like she moved and we always talk every couple weeks. And if we don't, it's like I'm audio messaging you. How are you? Because I don't want to lose that connection with her. Yeah. Intentionality, really, above anything. And some people aren't good at long distance stuff. And at that point, you just have to go, I love you so much. But like you are in a new season of life and so am I. Uh, I hate how complicated all of this is. It doesn't have to be. It's just like you do you. Here's the thing. Going back to culture. Yeah. Because this friend is tied to my culture. And so there is a part of me that's like, this is like my last friend that has to do with this culture. Mm. So there is a part of me that's like, I feel like I'm losing even like a sense of myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. By not being friends with them. I get that. I do get that. I mean, that was one of my friends from college like when I look back at college I would say the friends that I made were the that was the funnest time of my life I was going through stuff but I made friends it was you can't replicate that and so when I dropped out of school I held on to her so tight because I was like I don't want to lose whatever this was because you guys became my family when back at home my family was falling Mm, apart and you were my family And everybody moved different places, started their lives, had kids, you know, and I don't talk to them. And with this one friend in particular, I think I I held on too long Mm -hmm. and it got to a point where I'm like, oh, you're not even really nice Hmm. and I'm holding on to you even though I don't like who I am around you, but I'm holding on to you because I don't want to lose those memories. And at the end of the day, I wish you well, but I'm okay with you not being there anymore. But it's also okay if you become more intentional with this person, if you want them to stay in your life. And it's okay to have feelings about it and say, I don't want to lose you, but I kind of feel like I am, you know? So these conversations have had, has, have happened Mm -hmm. and we've tried to put intentionality behind it, but ultimately it's only been me doing it. Yeah. And me kind of like letting the ship sail And if she wants to turn around and try, Mm -hmm. then I'm, like, more than for it. Mm -hmm. 
It just hasn't happened. And so it gets to this point where I see them going on trips and doing things, um, even with people I know, and I wonder, like, why am I not a part of that? But also, like, being understanding, of course, if you don't want me to do something with you or you feel closer to them, I'm totally fine with that. I I think I'm probably one of the most easygoing friends to have. Mm-hmm. Um, but to the point where I feel like people have um, misused me mm-hmm. and have thought, like, I just don't care, even mm-hmm. after saying, like, how much I, I care about them. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to impose because I don't want to be that friend that's needy or needs too much from them. But then to the point where they're like, well, no, 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 like, she's fine you know doing her own thing she's fine with whatever but to the point where I like I don't I don't get anything from that friendship then I'm I'm just giving out Mm -hmm. everything and um I'm like trying to kind of learn in those friendships how to kind of be how to relate how to relay that I I do need things and I know that's okay. Um, I just don't need a lot. But I don't want you to think I'm I am just some independent, I'm fine. You right. don't need to have any sort of relationship with me. And when I talk to you, that's that's when we'll talk. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, I want you to reach out to me too. I want to right. know that you're doing things for me, that you're thinking about me. Yeah. That you. <laughs> I get it. I think that I think there's a really interesting dichotomy with you and your personality because if we're talking Enneagram, you're a nine. So there's maybe that old like those that old friend group that you've told me about that you're a little bit more like people pleasing like it's fine it's fine it's fine but then the Lisa I know isn't like that like I feel like you say what you want you say what you need yeah so then there's both sides of it where you're like no it's fine like I want you guys to just like me but it's fine if you don't but then like the eight side of you is like hello I have feelings too yeah you know and for me that in the past couple years like I've had moments where like with Kenzie in particular, like there was one day I came over and I was just putting on a brave front and I was going through a lot and then I just like started crying and I think it freaked her out because she had never seen me emotional. And she was like, just so you know, when you show me that, you're showing me that you trust me and it strengthens our friendship as opposed to me who I'm like embarrassed that I'm crying, that I'm feeling these things. And same with this stuff going on with Arturo, like a friend that was like, I just thought everything in your life was perfect because you guys just are always like living your best life and you don't say anything. And I'm like, you know, in some aspects, I'm like, good. Like, I don't need I don't Mm -hmm. want to burden that. But on the other side of things, it's like expressing how you feel. And like you say, a needy friend, like needy can have a really, really bad connotation, I think. Mm. But it's okay if you need things and it's okay if you're needy. Like sometimes I call Kenzie and I'm like, we haven't talked in three weeks. What are you doing? You know, and just like, it's more fun, but it's more like you're my people. You are my person. I love you. I miss you. Can you be there? I want to talk to you. And that's not wrong because that's what a community is. Mm -hmm. And, And even though you're not dating them, like relationships should be important. You should be needy. Yeah. Unless you don't want to be. And that's okay too, you know? Like there are times I dive into my work because I'm like, I have to. And there are times I don't have as much time for friends. But at the end of the day, yeah, I do feel like I need things from friends and I want to be there and be included. And it hurts when you're not, you know? Yeah, and I think that um, what I'm realizing is like so much of this like even stems from my childhood. Like I was like the spoiled one. I was... I'm the youngest. I want attention. Um, And I was kind of told like it was bad and it was negative. And I think I've carried that on um, into like relationships just in general. I don't want to feel like people have to spend too much time on me or 
um, be a burden. I feel like I'm burdening. And um, if I want more from the relationship than you do, then that's negative. Mm. And so with all of that, I'm just figuring out, um, which I thought a couple years ago, I figured it out. Mm-hmm. Like I've got my friends. I've, yeah. I feel like I have my community and my circle gets smaller mm-hmm. every year. And now it's 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 almost like my my lifelong friends are getting picked out. And that's where I'm having issues because mm-hmm. that's where like parts of my identity lie. Mm. And so I think when I see lifelong friends being picked out and they come from different parts of my life, for instance, like the culture part of my life, my Romanian life, mm-hmm. like the church I grew up in, um, which is like such a big part of me. Mm-hmm. And leaving that was really hard. Yeah. And um, I love American culture. I love having American friends. But there's something. Yeah, it's your history. With your culture. It's your culture. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I You know, I, I don't have that. But, you know, I think... I think what it is because there's one thing like with you that I've always admired and you always accept when I offer things and you're the only person I know that does that. So like if I offer to like bring you something when you're sick, you'll take me up on that when Mm -hmm. you, you know, you might ask me to grab something for you. Yeah. (laughs) But, but you're the only person that has done that. And Mm -hmm. I think, you know, cause even for me, I'm just like, no, 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 don't even, you know, because Mm -hmm. it's like, whoa. But I think I think maybe with you, like you need to find people that you can just be yourself with. Yeah. That you can just be like, this is me. Yes, I'll take you up on that. No, I don't want to hang out. Yes, I do want to hang out. Like, it's fine. And and also at the end of the day, like and obviously, you know this, but you can't find your identity in anybody, in anything and in any culture like it can't come from that. You know, and I dealt with that for a while, like this idea of, of a family wanting it to be this way. And it's like my identity is not in my family. It's not in my sister. It's not in these friends. My identity lies in Christ. And then after that point, I'm going to put everything I have into Arturo and then my close core people, you know. And so it's like you. Yes. Looking back at your Romanian culture, it's special and it's there. But that's not who you are. You're not like, I'm Lisa and I'm Romanian. You're like, I'm Lisa and I'm American. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm blonde and American. No, but it's just like, I'm Lisa. You're not, I'm Lisa and I'm a mom. I'm Lisa and I'm right. a wife. You're like, I'm Lisa and I'm whole in Christ. And that, that ends there, you know? And what I think what issue I'm having with that is I thought I accepted that a long time ago, especially marrying an American. Mm-hmm. I thought I was like, I, I mean, I was already ready to like, quote unquote, leave the Romanian culture. It, a lot of it burned me and it burdened me. And there were things that I didn't want to accept as my own in any culture. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, there's things in American culture, like take your shoes off when you enter the house that I will not ever accept. Um, and I think with this friend, it's like the I it's OK. So when I got married, it's almost like I took out every single rock that had to do with my Romanian culture and I took it out of my life. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this friend is like a pebble that has a string connected to the rocks. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought there was no string, that it was its own entity. But it's almost like she's my connection to that community still if I wanted it. Almost yeah. like if I needed to turn back. And... I think I have to be okay with that pebble, like going down the stream, mm-hmm. meeting the rest of the rocks. And I think the scary thought that I have is if I lose this friend, oh my gosh, I should like make another Romanian friend mm-hmm. so that I still have this culture with me. Yeah. Um, And I don't think that's like entirely wrong, but I'm not trying to just replace this friend or replace her with like my culture or right. something like that. 
So I've been a content creator for a really long time and I was always looking for insight and wisdom from other creators, um, but I always felt like no one ever talked about how to take photos or start a TikTok because we're millennials and it's so hard, um, or honestly how to even ask for money from brands. Um, it's so daunting trying to figure these things out alone, especially from the beginning. Yeah, and coming from the beginning and wanting to grow my platform for the podcast and um, maybe some personal reasons too. And it doesn't come naturally to me. It's so nice now that I've been listening to the Content Creatives podcast. It's laid out perfectly so you can start from the beginning and you know exactly what you're going to get in the headline of the episode. And they break it down and they have like quick episodes too, which I really appreciate. Something that we don't even do. I know. I'm like, (laughs) do we need to do that? Um, Yeah. So Emma and Maddie from the Content Creatives Podcast, they pull back the curtain to what it means to be an influencer, like how to ask brands for money, which is huge. Their mental health journeys while they work full time and their personal experiences building their Instagrams, blog, podcasts, and social media channels. I know we both really respect them for talking about, uh, you know, asking about money and like what they need to do and how much they need to make from their hard work. I think my favorite part of it too is they're sharing tips and information from personal experience. And so they are coming from a place of vulnerability and saying we were ground zero and we built our ways up from there. And so they have tens of thousands of followers and they get thousands of downloads on their podcast a month. And so I've been having great content from listening to them. Yeah. So... We love them, and we know you guys will love them too, so check them out at the Content Creatives Podcast. And and I think, too, like, a culture is not a community. A culture is what has been brought for hundreds of years. So for you, if your culture is important, you know instill that in your boys like they're part Romanian like do Romanian things cook Romanian food you know like I even think of Arturo and like really understanding Mexican culture and like I want that to be a part of like our wedding and our life Mm -hmm. like I want I don't want to lose whatever he's like a very American (laughs) Mexican but I don't want to lose like those things that that are important Mm -hmm. and even though those people are important to you but they burned you that's not like the Romanian culture and aren't those some people. Parts, it's not and it's not all those people. I don't want anyone, especially Romanians who hear this to think like I hated. I like ugh, I can't cry anymore. I miss so much of the like I'm so thankful. I have like such a big family and a lot of them live here yeah. and that like we have like, you know, the little parts of us that are still Romanian. Um because that's so important to me. Like I've been talking to my boys in Romanian more than I ever have mm-hmm. um, to make sure like I'm I'm carrying traditions on. Yeah. Um, but that's the thing. Like that friend is co- connected to the community. Yeah. And I think that the like leaving that community was something that I think I, I burned some bridges. Um, and there's a part of me that wishes I didn't. But at the same time, I think some needed to. Yeah. And I'm still having just issues with that. Mm-hmm. So with that, I think I'm just in this in-between phase of like friendships and losing them that I've never seen in other people and I've never seen like how they've gotten through it Mm -hmm. and just how hard like I've never had issues not having friends before and I've never had issues. I am a really independent person. I'm really individualistic. I don't see myself as a part of like groups of people. I have like individual friends who I just connect with and no matter who their friend group is. And so I think it's, it's hard because I've, I've had this core group of my own friends who almost none of them know each other. And now I'm like losing some of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, you know, I think it's good to remember too, that like find things Not that community isn't important, but, like, find things also that excite you that don't have to do with hanging out with people as well, which I know you do, but even, like... I do. My... Well, this podcast, you know, or, like, you know, like, quote-unquote work, but, like, I love knowing that I can come home at night and watch a dumb show while I edit stuff. Like, that is fun to me because I like it. And so it's, like, yes, I have, like, a few friends, but I have an amazing, like, 
core community of people. Sometimes I see them once a month. Sometimes I see them every three months. But I love my work and I love Arturo and I love that I am close with my mom. And I, like that's what I need. Like you don't need to have like this massive group of friends like it was in high school. You know, like right. like what you're saying. But and I don't want to. And you don't want to. And I, and I do think you have friends, but I think it's okay to ask for more. Like do you want to do a friend night? Let's do one because mm-hmm. I'm down. Like, yeah. do you want to just like watch a movie? Do you want to just freaking go on a walk? Like, do those things. Like, those are the times I connect the most with people. What? So were you surprised when I'm like, I think I like need to see you like work. Yeah, with- I was literally like, <laughs> I, I thought there was like something wrong. I'm like, is she going to have like a conversation with me? Because, because, you know, for me and a lot of my friends, like whenever I text like anyone, it's like, yeah, you want to go on a walk and grab coffee or do you want to go do uh-huh. these things? Because I feel like I can connect the most when I like my phone's away and we're just like talking and hanging out, FaceTiming, talking about nothing. Um, and maybe you do need more of that. Just full on, just you and a friend just hanging out. Maybe not even just dinner where you're already just like get up and like go do something, you know, watch a movie and relax together, yeah. you know? And I, I did that a lot when like Katie lived here yeah Katie Katie. listens to this yeah and I get it when Kenzie left like because her and I's friendship was so different and unique for me it was really difficult and I was so reminded like I remember that day like I wrote her a letter and I told her my feelings which was it's hard for me to tell her my feelings but I I wanted her to know that I didn't want to lose that she was special to me but I am always reminded especially in this season with everything Arturo's going through like all I need is God. That is all I need. And sometimes people are taken away and sometimes friends move, but like you have to be okay with that silence and that change, even if it's so difficult, you know? Trust me, you, I mean, you know above anyone I understand losing friends and, you know, when you lose friends and they hurt you and they talk bad about you and, they spread rumors about you. I mean, I'm dealing with that right now. Like, I know there's so many people in this valley that think certain things about me because of close friends that have said stuff about me. And I just have to be okay with knowing that that was a season and it was fun. And I have the people I have and maybe I'll lose those people one day. But for now, this is what I have and I'm going to do my best with it, you know? Yeah, totally. Which is hard. It is so hard. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's hard when, like, you you think you have a certain friendship with someone. Yeah. And then it's not that at yeah. all. Gosh, I, I get that. <laughs> I very much get that. Should I title this episode A Message to Katie? <laughs> People are like, who's Katie? So it's, it's hard. People need to find out who they are without their friends. I mean, there was a solid time when I had lost so many friends. I had no one but Arturo. And it was like Same. a couple years. And I wasn't in a relationship. Yeah, it's hard. And I legitimately had no friends. Yeah. And that was such a growing season for me. But I felt like I was more individual than I am now. And I'm in a relationship and I have kids. And I'm, I'm yeah. like closer to my family than I ever have been. I, I think, think I think that you just... You need to, you do have friends, but also you need to find people you can just be totally yourself with and not put too much expectation, but also be, be okay with being more needy. Say what you want, say what you need. Like, what do you need to feel like you have closer people in your life? And what does that look like? Is that a weekly thing? Is that a monthly thing? Like, don't be, don't be ashamed of having that. doesn't make you less independent. It just means you like hanging out with people, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I think it's, there's like um, something scary about like if I do need more and that's too much for that person to uphold, then they're going to be like, well, that's too much for me. I got to back out. Yeah. And I, and I get that because I've been there, but like, you know, like me and Krista wouldn't do that. No. Either way, it's like, you know, if you wanted to hang out more, I would be there. I just don't ask you as much because I feel like you want more space and I don't ever want to like I don't want to be too much I don't want to bother you with things Mm. so on the reverse side I've always just given you way more space than like my other friends Mm -hmm. because I know you like to do your thing and I'm like totally chill with that you know so um I think so one 
going back to nines, one thing about nines is they don't actually know themselves as well as other people know them. Mm -hmm. So can you help me understand what that means? Yeah. Elaborate on that question. Um, (laughs) Like you give me more space than your other friends because I I need that more. So is that... Is that me as a mom or No, is that- I, I just remember I think at the beginning of our friendship we talked more about just whatever things. And then as time went on, I, I do remember like a couple specific conversations we had where you felt maybe more too much pressure to be a really good friend to me because I've had so much history with bad friends. And when you said that, I, I heard it and I digested it and I never wanted you to feel like I was relying on you for too much. So I always just wanted to put the ball in your court. When you want to reach out, I'm there. When you don't, totally fine. Hmm. So that's from my perspective. Yeah. And I know you're busy and I know you have kids and I know you have a life. Yeah. So I just, you know, we both just do our own thing and then come together. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. And maybe it could be because you do change. Maybe you go through phases. Maybe at, maybe during that time we had that conversation, you were really okay with not hanging out as much. But mm-hmm. now maybe you're on the other side of it. And you're like, maybe I do want to hang out with people more, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Because <laughs> I'm pretty like the same. Oh, so like I've always kind of just been the same through high school. Like I hold on yeah. whatever people want. Uh-huh. But with you, if you do fluctuate, I think that is where the piece of really saying what you want and what you need is important mm-hmm. because I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That's good to know. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, Wow. <laughs> But, you know, like people listening, they're all going to understand this, especially you women. Think? Absolutely. This whole time I'm like, is this at all relatable? No, it is. Because at the end of the day, we all struggle with things. We've had moments where we've burned bridges with friends. Maybe they burn the bridge with us. We don't talk to people. We have best friends. We fight. Like, I think mm-hmm. women especially, like, we need people and that's okay. Some need them a little bit more than others. Like, sometimes I see some best friends together and I'm like, this is, like, weirdly nauseating. Like, this is too much. Yeah, like when you told me you hold hands with some of your friends. I don't hold hands with them, but I'm not I'm not, not okay with physical affection. <laughs> but the same. But, you know, just, like, th- there are different levels. And I think people listening will understand, like, the older you get, the harder it is to hold on to those friends, especially when you have a husband and you have kids and, you know, you want to do your thing, but you also just want girl time and that's okay. Yeah. So I think everybody will really understand this. But well, anyway, guys, we hope you um, got something out of got this. something out of this from gorillas to girl time. We went everywhere. Um, and I guess this was pretty much like an eavesdrop. Even but culture. It was culture. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you like this episode, make sure you just give a give a second to rate and review this podcast. You can also follow us at the Salt and Pepper Podcast. You can follow us personally at Olivia Corinne and at it's kind of hot in here. <laughs> it's Lisa Brosser. Um, and I think that's it. So it's always better when Salt, Salt and Pepper, Pepper come, come together. together. Bye. Thanks for listening. Tune in every Tuesday on the Salt and Pepper Podcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and please rate and review. Follow us on Instagram at the Salt and Pepper Podcast. Make sure to like and follow our Facebook page and email us for any questions, comments, or ideas about what you want to hear on the show. We will see you next Tuesday. I'm all shook up.